Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, <laughs> do you have something that I never thought I'd see in your house? You this have a mammal. I have a mammal. I have a rabbit. So this is Penny or Penelope. She's beautiful. She's black and white. She's mostly white black short ears and little grey bits on the back of her body and her tail is grey. She's the most rabbit looking rabbit you've ever seen in your life. She's just looking up at you there now, adoration. She's, yeah, she's a little bit she's a little bit afraid now. Now tell me about Penny, where does she come so, from? So, I'm not a big mammal person but um, we have figured I, out. I am uh, I have a soft spot for animals <laughs> but uh, my friend Shauna from Shauna's Pet Shop who's a wonderful pet shop in Dublin City Centre this was handed in to her because somebody had dumped it in a box on a building site. Oh, God. She's and beautiful. And I happened to be in the shop today. She arrived and I saw them snuggling her and I just absolutely fell in love with her. I think she's gorgeous. And you're snuggling her now and yeah. she's enjoying it. And you're enjoying it. It's not doing much for my, my uh, heavy metal, rock and roll, <laughs> snake loving image, but I absolutely adore her. The only thing I do have to remember, though, is as soon as... I stop snuggling and I put her back down. I have to go and wash my hands very thoroughly because if I go out to the snake shed uh-huh. <laughs> and smelling like rabbits, it's not the best idea in the world. I'm going to let her down. So okay. Pop back into her, her house. She thumps the ground with excitement. It's like... <laughs> going to be a little bit tighter than uh, normal because it's amphibian breeding season and I'm after getting some of my little fire belly toads to produce some spawn and I have to keep them warm so I have to construct some indoor <laughs> ponds. Okay so ponds inside this tiny little shed. So All right. Now, I'm dying to see what you have in your hand. It's intriguing. A beautiful collection of a very specific type of creature called the Beatles. Cue music. (laughs) It's not Paul and Ringo and uh, George Harrison. It's the largest group of animals on the planet are the Beatles. Beatles make up 25% of all creatures on this earth. Isn't that an amazing statistic? There's so many of them. They make up 40% of all the insects. So they're a massive, massive family of creatures. And they're so varied in their 
adaptations and what they do some of them are predators some of them are vegetarians basically some of them are pests some of them are very good for us like our ladybirds some of them are the biggest insects on the planet so like the tit- the titan beetle from the amazon it's incredibly big it's like six inches long wow. which is a massive beetle it's grubs which we'll talk about the life cycle of beetles in a bit but it's grubs have never been found so they don't even know how big it is because grubs tend to be a lot bigger than the beetles they turn into. Do they? Yes, it's a fascinating process. So, In terms of numbers, I heard a number that I'd like to verify with you. So I heard that there are 300,000 species of beetle. I think you're about 100,000 off 400,000 species. Wow. Yeah, right. that's a, an estimated. And the reason why it's estimated is because there's so many and there's so, you know so much variation in them that we're still to this day discovering we're actually discovering beetles as fast as we're making them go extinct which is something fantastic to say I suppose in a, in a weird sick way fantastic and sad yeah sad as well but like and in front of me here I have a collection of it's mostly beetles on this uh, dried out um, it's like a museum yeah, exhibit it's a museum, exactly a friend of mine gave it to me for a, a gift now there is a a cicada and a scorpion but apart from that they're all beetles and you can just see they are really are the jewels of the forest they're absolutely gorgeous now I have to say I I don't know much about beetles but I did not know that they are so breathtakingly beautiful like some of them are iridescent it looks like they're enameled this one here is green um, but like green enamel and reflecting light it's stunning there's a red one there's a blue one they're like jewels and I heard the name jewel beetles at yeah, some point yeah, is that a that's name that one, that one there that's, that's a particular yeah, the species green one. Yeah. and that's iridescent that is stunning Beautiful. it's about a centimetre and the green is something you would wear around your neck it's fantastic they are, and they wear their shells and their casing so the beetles basically they're, they're, they're hard exoskeleton their casing is actually this part here is modified wings ah. the wings that you would associate like with a dragonfly for example or or, or um, any of the like butterflies you'd have the two sets of wings but this first set have become this hard armour for want of a better word they really are little tanks beetles are mm. like so that casing then closes over the other wings to protect them, is that yeah, it? Yes, that's it. And if you look here, I'm just going to show you something that I... On your phone? Yeah, if it goes to my Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. I had a great encounter this year in Kenya with a very specific type of beetle. And here we are here. This is a dung beetle. And it's just taken off from your my hand. hand. Yeah, so I picked it up out of a big pile of elephant shy. <laughs> <laughs> I did wash my hands afterwards but you can see here the outer casing click out like almost like a, a robot nearly and then the wings just miraculously yeah. fold out and just very cumbersomely take yeah. off it actually sounds like a helicopter <laughs> it's about an inch long uh, it's a very big creature and very not graceful when it flies but it does get around and as soon as Mr. Elephant does his poo yeah. on the savannah these guys can smell it from miles around yeah they'll all land in on the poo they'll grab a, a pile of it and then they'll start rolling it with their back legs right and they'll push it into a burrow yeah and lay eggs in it they'll feed off it themselves but they'll lay eggs in it and their grubs will develop from that yeah so we have our own little 
um, a smaller species of, of dung beetle in Ireland and they do the exact same thing mm-hmm. except they do it with deer poo and <laughs> cattle, cattle wow. poo. We don't have any elephants knocking around. So. I have a question. So we're watching that video on the loop and it's absolutely mesmerising seeing this really big beetle with these tiny wings and it's taken off. So like, are those wings to get them from place to place in an emergency or to look for food? It doesn't look like they can fly for long distances like birds do. They can fly a significant amount of, really? of, of distance. It wow. depends again on the size of the beetle. A big beetle like that, mm. it takes a lot of energy for it to, to move around like that. And the reason why dung beetles fly is for searching for food, right. basically. So they have to they have to stick their little snouts in the air, their antennae, yeah. pick up that smelly poo uh, scent and then just follow it as, for, as, uh, as fast as they can. Wow. But there are different reasons. Some of them will fly to find mates. Some of them will fly to escape. It's very cumbersome though and energy uh, sapping. So beetles don't tend to fly unless they absolutely have to, you know. Mm. Um, I'm sure we've all seen uh, ladybugs, which nobody associates them as being beetles. I know, they just look so pretty. So pretty on their own, but they have the capacity to fly and they very rarely use it. A great trick though, if you want to, if you want to impress your. younger family friends or friends or even some of your mates if you get a ladybug and you put her on your hand and let her crawl onto the tip of your finger and just hold your finger in the air 90% of the time they'll open up their wings and fly off really for some reason they just seem to as soon as they catch that kind of yeah. a little bit of air they'll fly off and it's a it's mm. a very cool trick I'm just mesmerised by the amount of different types of beetles that we're looking at here like there's one that is multicoloured the head or the, the head and thorax are sort of a, an enameled yes. red and then the wing casing is blotchy blue and gold it's stunning and these type here these will be called the longhorn beetles because they have these very elaborate um, antennae for mm. most of the species these ones here are stag beetles so stag they have be- horns they have horns that look like yeah, um, or antlers like they, their mandibles have mm. especially in the males have uh, the mandibles are the chewing parts of their mouth have been extended and they use them for fighting uh, over females oh. we don't have them in uh, Ireland but they are native to the UK and Europe so uh, if, if you're over in the UK around keep your eye out uh, at night if you're out in the countryside and you might get the chance to see some of these beautiful big uh, stag beetles so the, the the mandibles now look like like um, antlers on stags yes. that's hence the name but uh, the, the animal itself like the body is two centimetres and about a, two centimetres long and about a centimetre wide and then the, the horns are another centimetre yes. it's extraordinary yes. and and also the reason they're called stags is because they actually lock those Really? pieces together uh-huh. and push and pull wow. exactly the same as, as as you see when you watch uh, the stags in the road up in the Phoenix Park or yeah. wherever you might get to see them now here's a here's a good one for you do they actually do any damage or is it um, all, all show it's, all, it's a lot of it is show and then most of the elaborate uh, head casing on beetles when you see that it's generally the males that are using that so there's another species there a species of rhinoceros beetle aptly named because it has a big horn on the front of its uh, nose just like a rhinoceros and the males will actually sit on logs and face each other and (laughs) run at each other and then the person who gets thrown off the log is the loser (laughs) they'll mate with the females when they win how do they mate? the Male gets up on the female's back and he has a very long probe-like penis appendage. We won't call it penis, but it is a, a big probe, basically, that goes under. It's 
not unlike watching tortoises meet. Right. You know, that kind of same. Which everybody has seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you haven't not. seen anything until you've seen tortoises meet. There's two of the most amazing creatures I've ever seen mating in my life are tortoises, which are hilarious because they sound like your granny. <sighs> <laughs> do yourself a favour pause this go on YouTube now and look up tortoise mating it's hilarious and the second most incredible one was I saw an ostrich mating in Kenya, Kenya this year and it was mental I think I talked about it in the podcast before like we should talk about it again the elaborate dance moves that he did and his neck going completely red like he, like a culture at a nightclub we just saw the most attractive woman he's ever seen um, no offence to my country pals but uh you're holding okay so I'm showing you now I'm going to show you something here on your phone on my phone yeah it's great isn't it modern technology see we can do all this stuff so after the mating takes place with our Beatles getting back to talking about our Beatles our brilliant beautiful pals the mating takes place the female then will go off and lay eggs this is the life cycle of the beetle and the way to think about it is very much like the uh, very similar to the butterfly or a moth so you'll have eggs laid young hatch out and they start feeding on whatever it is, be it inside wood, where they'll bore into and munch on rotten wood, or whether it's like the dung beetle, bits of boo, or if it's fruit for some beetles, whatever uh, they're feeding on, they'll eat and eat and eat, and that's called the grub stage. And then they pupate, same as a butterfly, and in that pupa, they harden up their exoskeleton, their whole body realigns itself, and they become a beetle. Now, when you look at this picture here, that's a grub of a Hercules beetle, which is one of the biggest species of beetle in the world. A Hercules beetle is about the size of my hand. Yes. And the grub is about the size of this lady's hand and arm put together. So because it's, it's bigger than up. the it's bigger than the actual beetle. Exactly. Um, it it's incredible how big grubs are compared to the beetles they turn into. Like they're massive, they really are heavy bodied creatures. And some beetle grubs will stay like that for years and then emerge as an adult and only live for a year or two wow. or even a couple of months as an adult, depending on wow. species. Do we so know why incredible. the grubs are so much bigger than the, than well, the adult? I would assume it's because when you're eating all this food and preparing yourself to turn into the adult, which takes a lot of energy and you have to convert yourself into a hard armored tank. That's where all that food is needed. Yeah. And that's where all that energy is expanded on. So you can see here. You have some little uh, mealworms. Are they mealworms? Mealworms, yes. So they're grubs of? Beetles. Of, of a, a small, small little brown black beetle. Is that the beetle that goes burrowing in flower? That's the one. We had some, um, we were hand rearing some peahens. Yes. And we were feeding them some of these bad boys. And a few of them, a few of the grubs got buried underneath the substrate and then but later you'd see these beetles, beetles coming floating around and here we have so there's the grub itself and it's a mealworm a lot of people will have seen long. these mealworms are the most um, eaten of the insect species on the planet for human consumption they actually they look very juicy they do yeah <laughs> really and I never I would have said that before I I'd met you Collie <laughs> so you have a mammal in your house and I'm considering eating insects I forgot there you go sake. brilliant and there's the grub after pupating into um, the pupa. Okay, so this so is pre- this is just now before it turns into a beetle. Right, and it looks different to the the worm, the mealworm itself. That's that's. You can see the size of that shrinking down to this, and yeah. then again the beetle will be tiny. I can't get my head around. I mean, 
when you think about how different these mealworms look to the beetles that they actually eventually turn into like it's extraordinary they have to realign their entire bodies it's one of those things when I think about that or a butterfly a, ca- a caterpillar turn into a butterfly it's so crazy that evolution would come up with this system this specific system of completely breaking down every molecule in your body yeah. nearly and then realign and turn into something that's not only like you know even a tadpole into a frog because it's it's, it's a slow process you and kind you can of, see the makes, shade of a frog in a tadpole in your head yeah. this is like it's unbelievable yeah and change. have scientists actually broken that down and figured out what exactly happens i i know i've i've seen ct scans and x-rays of what's going on and it, they do know what's why the process happens it's just still fascinating it's just no matter no matter how much reasoning you do it's yeah. just one of those things it's like I it's just like you and me going into a pupa and ter- coming out as a snake or something ridiculously different a horse or something yeah exactly you know what I mean God, yeah. but um, it and really something is something so small and so many different types it's extraordinary yeah and, wow. and, and, and you know our relationship with beetles is you know as humans is very complex because you had sacred beetles with the Egyptians yeah. and you have pest species like our, our pine weevil which is decimating some of the forests around and then you have heroes of the insect world like the ladybugs and the ladybug larva their grub is very much a mobile killer which will be put in on purpose into uh, organic farms especially where they'll literally destroy hundreds and thousands of aphids Without pesticide, yeah, and a, a brilliant, a brilliant little um, ally in our gardens. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So our relationship with Beatles in general is what would we say? Complex, yeah, mixed. Because yeah. um, they I mean I only ever associated Beatles before I saw this incredible collection before I, I had some myself and I'll tell you about that in a second but I only ever associated them with, with tiny little things but um, we got a number of deliveries of Beatles to our house because whenever customs comes across any animals small animals that are either being illegally imported into the country or perhaps 
you know, come in in somebody's suitcase by mistake. Yes. Very often they come to us. My boyfriend uh, works in Dublin Zoo and they come to us and they, if they're small enough, we have them for a while. So I came home one day and Leo was fiddling around with a couple of boxes and he opened them up and there was um, plastic containers full of these most beautiful jewel beetles, just like that green one that okay. we had a look at there. And to me, because I'd only ever seen the Irish beetles, they yes. looked enormous because yeah. they were they were like a centimetre. And to me, they looked huge. So for about a week, every day, a different shipment of these beetles arrived. Somebody was trying to bring them into the country, country. illegally. And every day, the beetles got bigger <laughs> until eventually this enormous Hercules beetle yeah. arrived. The size of my hand with these huge horns one sloping from the top of its head down and the other sloping from what would be its chin upwards, upwards yeah. and it that open mouth kind yeah. of thing if anyone's seen the film Starship Troopers nerds out there you'll know <laughs> because it looks like one of the main uh, arachnid that's soldiers it. that's exactly what the mouth yeah. piece works like so so we had these beetles for about six months Brilliant. and um, they used to burst into so we had them in huge terrariums in lots of different terrariums and we had leaf litter and on logs and all that stuff it looked beautiful and natural but they would burst into this gorgeous flight just every now and again yeah, yeah. but we also heard them making this squeaking call yes yeah so that's called stridation it's a, a, any kind of um, noise that even spiders will do it with their with the chelicerator their fangs they'll rub it it's when an insect or a, or a invertebrate makes that noise called stridation and that sound that those beetles are making is actually a, a kind of a communication to right. certain species will say hey lovely lady right. listen to my song and it's uh, it really is fascinating to yeah. hear them and they do that by rubbing their their those wing cases together right. uh, very much like a cricket would so and, me, yeah. and I didn't know yeah. I, I just heard this sound one night and I said Leo what's that he goes that's a call of a beetle that's amazing that is absolutely <laughs> brilliant so this is Colette after we recorded and I'm sure you want to hear what these beetles actually sound like. So I rummaged around in my hard drives and I found it. So the, the, um, I, I don't know how long beetles live, but these guys lived about six months because we had no idea how old they were, how well they'd be treated or otherwise before we got them. But Herky, um, our Hercules beetle, he lived by himself in a big terrarium. And we used to give him a piece of fruit. Herky. And Herky. <laughs> Herky. Brilliant. And Herky was... He had. He was just an amazing personality. Like I actually fell in love with these guys, having not known anything about yeah. them beforehand. I fell in love with them, and they look like they're carved, beautifully perfect specimens that are yeah. carved out of this gorgeous wood. And he would nibble away on oranges and bits of fruit, and you could see him actually going at it. It's one of the most fascinating creatures they I've are, had in the house. They are amazing. I think it was Darwin said that uh, something uh, that God must have had a fondness for beetles because he created so many of them. <laughs> um, I had uh, a breeding population of jewel beetles wow. and sun beetles as well in tubs. And they're just self-perpetuating. You just mm. put a bu- bit of old log in and some fish food and they'll, or a banana and they'll just eat and breed, eat and breed, eat and breed. Mm. So uh, they're, they're fascinating creatures. And uh, they're a massive trade in beetles in Japan. Like hobbyists? A hobbyist, yeah. And it really is like people get very obsessive about them and I suppose it's a good thing in a way because they're bred in captivity they're animals that do very well in terrainiums and they're not taken from the wild population it's giving people a healthy interest in something you know what I mean mm. 
to do with the natural world but yeah as long as they're not taken from the wild which I, I'm guessing what happened with the bugs you end up with because that is illegal and certain if they're sighties protected which is which is on the endangered list you can't go posting that stuff mm. in the in, mm. in the mail fortunately if you are interested in, in uh, picking up some beetles for yourself or your kids there's plenty of websites online and they will send you out eggs so you can actually get the eggs sent wow. out and put them on the log or put them in a terrarium watch the whole process there and it's absolutely fascinating I would sit in front me and, me and the cats two cats on top of the terrarium me on the side staring, staring at these there. animals yeah. <laughs> but come here so you were asking about the age uh, actually of like how long they live so it's species specific for each different beetle some of them will live two days and some will live three and a half years mm. it's mad the variation again is huge so the bigger beetles tend to live a year six months to a year the adult phase of the beetle's life more or less is just to reproduce that's really their goal and that's why um, you know the grub phase tends to be a bit longer so yeah they've got Sorry. one thing on their mind and they do it quite well when they get going so yeah and I'm assuming considering there are so many species so to now we've figured out there are 400,000 species or thereabouts. I'm presuming they have a major job to play in keeping the ecosystem ticking 100%. over. 100%. I mean, they are... Um, beetle numbers... I've, you know, anecdotally, I noticed that I don't see as many beetles as I used to when I was a kid. Um, I suppose that in the cities, it's, there's just not, not much habitat for them. They like woodland and stuff like our cockchafer we talked about on the show before. They're the ones that live under your grass, right? They live under the grass, so they're doing okay. Um... But again, there's a lot of pesticides going to the ground and they affect the grubs of these animals that will live in grass and stuff. So, you know, again, it's kind of like we want to encourage people to cut down on pesticide use. And if you're getting... Oh, your dress is going in my Oops, pond. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's Sorry about that. As long as there's no tadpoles. No, that's fine. Grand, that's okay. Um, what do you call it? I we, just took myself Yeah, out. exactly. We want to... Uh, we want to stop overdoing... Uh, you know, pesticides. Mm. We want to start farming them more naturally. We want mm. to start leaving more wild spaces for creatures like beetles. Mm. As you said, they're a massive part of our cleanup crews. They eat all the detritus. They're major food source for mammals, birds, amphibians, bats, the whole lot. So, yeah, a wonderful family of, of creatures. And one of these things that people really don't think about too often. Can you see as well there's sexual dimorphism? So that's the same species. So that means the male and female are different. Yes, and that's the same species. So I'm looking at two. They look like they're carved out of wood. So yeah. they're they're brown on brown, their yeah. where their wing casings are, yeah. and then the front are the, this beautiful shiny uh, black. So the male has this rhinoceros horn just scooping out under from his chin and upwards, and the female doesn't. She just looks like a regular beetle, yeah. like, albeit humongous. And that just goes to show, like mm. you can generally in beetles, you can fairly easily spot the males from the females you'll also notice with the males that they tend to have very bushy uh, antennae mm-hmm. if they're a male because he'll be using that sniffer to find a lady on, right. on the breeze there's a lot of communication as well as making noise there's a lot of communications they do with pheromones for yeah. location location of mates there's a beetle here now that I can see very clearly the antennae and they look sort of feathered yes, at the end that's exactly it and that's the male Again, those feathery tips, you can see one here. It's just to get the pheromones mm. and then oh, he'll right. know where the female mm. is and, and shoot off. Now, the other thing that is fascinating with these animals is the legs because I can see that there's segments. There's Are that three segments? Mm-hmm. But it looks like there's hooks all the way down. Yeah, again, they're 
armoured tanks. They're trundling through the forests and the undergrowth and under logs and they're pushing they're using that to basically those claws to bulldoze their way through through the undergrowth to find prey or to find food or just to, to escape from, mm. from being predated on. And they are they big hooks like at the end there that I'm looking at? Yeah. And if you look if you were to look at the uh the beetle I showed you earlier on, the dung beetle, his legs are actually even longer again wow. at the back. And the reason for that is because he walks his balls of poo backwards. Oh, that's right. So he has to push them. And then every so often he'll stop, crawl up on top of the ball of poo, have a look around, see where he's going, where the sun is, and then go back down. It's hilarious to watch. It really is funny. So yeah, all these different um, ways to survive and all these different adaptations. Like you could not make this up. There's one small one now that really fascinates me here and it's It's a third of the size. Is that a weevil? Yeah. It looks like it's green, sort of gone off and looks like it's covered in um, fungus. Even though that's probably just the colour of it. It's it's a disguise. It's it's to match in with the background. Some of the weevil species will actually look like they're they're a, a mouldy piece of or a piece of lincoln or a piece of moss. Right. That's, that's exactly, exactly what it looks what like. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. What it looks it. like it was antiquated. You know the way you get these furniture is bits of uh, pieces of furniture that are aged. Yes, it looks like it was aged. Yeah, they're brilliant. I mean, um, we have a few species of weevils in our country, and uh, you know, I have weevils that eat my lovely plants. They'd be a lot smaller than this one, though, right? A lot smaller, yeah. But they, the ones the weevil, you'll know a weevil because it ha- it looks like a classic beetle, yeah. but it has a long snout. Some of them longer than others, but they do have that kind of proby uh, snout that they use for munching on things. So, right. yeah. A, a gorgeous. Really, really gorgeous. So I hope now I'm after making you fall <laughs> in love with these beetles. Oh, they are. They're fascinating. They are. They really are. They look like jewels. They look like some craftsperson sat jewels down. Jewels of the forest. They are. They really are. And one of those things that we should uh, appreciate a little bit more. Yeah. Because uh, they're magic. Absolutely magic. Oh, just so lovely. So all of these species that we're looking at, I'm assuming, are not native to Ireland. All of them. Every one of them. Um, You'll get the stag beetles in the UK. Mm -hmm. That's a male and there's a female. And they're about two centimetres. Would they be this big? They're about five. They're about five. Really? Uh, yeah. And they'll be that big. Yes, they're very chunky. But again, their numbers are going down. Um, they rely on a lot of oak and native woodland. And as you destroy those woodlands, they don't have as many patches to roam around and to reproduce. So, um, yeah, a really cool little bug. I'd, I'm one of my bucket lists, actually, to see in the wild. If I'm ever in the UK when they're out and about, I'm going to have a, a route around to see if I can find them. <laughs> One last question. What's your favourite Beatles song? What's my favourite Beatles song? <laughs> Penny Lane now that I have a bunny call. Penny, oh. I suppose, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. We should... Uh, you have to get the Pan Pipes version of Penny yeah, we'll Lane to, to play out. Because <laughs> we don't want to get sued. we will be stoned. If, yeah. <laughs> we'll be s- yeah, sued by Paul McCartney. <laughs> I loved your frog song, Paul. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Now I just have to get out of here without getting the rest of me wet. Sorry for The Critter Shed is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts. For more, including my podcast, How To Be Sound, see thewarren.ie. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 